0: Hello and welcome back to Finding Our Feet The Adoption Journal, episode nine.
1: Episode nine, a year later. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> it's been a bit of a break since the uh, since the last episode. Um which yeah, I suppose we'll we'll talk about that.
1: I think it's why. all relevant to why, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, how are you? I'm Mrs. exhausted.
1: K? I'm tired mm. in many ways. Um just had a bit of an eventful few weeks, haven't we? Yeah. Obviously we finished uh, the last episode on a high me crying through it, um, <laughs> which like literally the day after, I felt like it was a really cathartic mm. thing to do. And I mean, yeah, I now think like, haha, because I got all emotion, <laughs> but I've, it was really cathartic and really helpful. And actually, um, so many positives have come out of that episode and I just want to say thank you to everybody that has reached out to me, whether I know you or not. Um, mm-hmm. I really appreciate people, people reaching out and I've got to chat to people that I haven't chatted to before, which has been awesome. And I suppose the whole point of this um, and like our Instagram page. So it's been awesome. So it really helped me. Thanks guys for just being great. Um but yeah so I like like I say that was cathartic. Mm-hmm. Um but then I think the reason why we've been away for well it feels like a long I time. I think it's been about 2 weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. 2 weeks. Basically um I mean training and workbook life is a lot. Uh positive, like I'm not saying that in a negative way, but it's a lot to do and I've gone back to work after the six weeks holiday and trying to get back into a, the swing of things like that, found, we were finding it hard to find yeah. time. Um, but also we've just had uh, personal difficulties recently with I've had a family member in, in hospital and that's like been really kind mm-hmm. of, well, it's put a strain on like the family and stuff like that. So um, I've just had a lot of yeah. really. But the family member's out and...
0: They're out. Maybe it's out like they're in prison. (laughs) Yeah. They've been released.
1: (laughs) Well, they've been released into the wilderness. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, so I think it's just them finding time to do it, which I think the good thing is we never set we never set ourselves up to be like, we're gonna do this weekly because let's face it, there's a lot gonna go
0: on. Yeah, that's too strict a, a time yeah sort of period isn't it
1: but apart from that yeah. you know tired but i'm okay mm. uh what about you mr k
0: yeah i'm all right i'm the same really tired. um yeah just i don't know if it I, I don't know if it's just the the sort of emotional
1: roller coaster
0: yeah and like having to do these things and having deadlines to mm. meet and i feel like i've not had that since uni like having to yeah. like, oh, I've got to get this done by this time.
1: I, I must admit, it's it feels like exhausting. I'm back doing my master's yeah. degree. Yeah. It's,
0: it's crazy. Like, And I was rubbish at meeting deadlines. Well, I wasn't rubbish at meeting <laughs> deadlines, but. I'm like, fantastic yeah, at just, meeting deadlines. It just feels a bit. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot to try and fit in in a short space of time. And I know we said that on a previous episode that it feels like you have a lot of time where you're not doing anything. <laughs> no. And then everything's like crammed in at once. Um, yeah, it is a lot. But I think we've. We found some time to do things for ourselves as well. So yeah. like this weekend, uh, we had a gift voucher from uh, from Christmas last year, and we and yeah, we rented some bikes and we went out on like a bike trail. Yeah, it was uh, awesome. Sort of in in one well, of our local areas. Was it awesome? Uh, it was awesome, but you were so slow. Yeah. Like you know when <laughs> you know when kids are learning to ride a bike. <laughs> Rude. And and you just like if if you go this slow it will be harder. God, seriously. And you were going. I mean, there were kids, there were kids coming oh, past us <laughs> that were like five years old.
1: Honestly, that takes me back to uh, when I went um I went quad no not quad biking go karting right with uh, for my friends like h- Henry oh yeah um a while ago, and I we so you know the whole if you've ever gone go-karting if there's like traffic lights isn't Mm -hmm. it red you have to stop stop yeah amber go slow go slow and green go go as fast as you possibly can. yeah so we were on red at this point in time and i had i was targeted (laughs) by like i mean i'm pretty sure they were like 11 a bunch of 11 year olds and as i sat there i was being verbally abused (laughs) Um, because they were saying I'm taking the mick and I'm too slow and I need to hurry up Um, so I just chose to ignore them brilliant um, because that was really rude and do you know what I'm a hesitant driver yeah but it's all about the safety
0: I I remember going we went uh, like dry slope tobogganing with our church youth group probably about four or five years ago now yeah at this slope, you can see Hold the, you can see the person like, go. Going...
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm targeted on this podcast <laughs> yeah, a lot. it's
0: funny though. Oh. You can see the person going up the hill. And so you went off up the <laughs> hill and you have, you get sort of pulled up on one of them like oh. chain things. And so you could just see Mrs. K going up and then you were followed by about three lads. All they set them off all within like a, a reasonable time after each other so that the people don't catch each other up. And then about a minute later, you could see... You can't see the rest of the course until it comes towards the end, like the last two bends. So you could just see Mrs. K come under this little bridge going so slow. <laughs> you, were, you were barely moving. It was unbelievable. You know and then life... all these three lads behind yeah. you just like shouting at you. Just <laughs> kick it off because you were going you know so what? slow.
1: As life goes on, I become more and more anxious and more and more fearful. So if I'm going to mm. go slow, I'm going to go slow. You know, You know,
0: we were, we were on about this at work uh, last week. Like if you were going to be an animal, what would you be? I went for the standard golden eagle. A, because you can fly... Which, you know, if mm. you ask most people what superpower would they have, yeah. it's normally flying. So golden eagle ticks that box. Yeah. But also you're the top dog of the skies. Right. And I feel like if I was going to... You gonna...
1: wouldn't be the top dog no, of the skies. No, but I get
0: to pick. If I was going to be an animal, I wouldn't pick... I'd be like the ape But surely you're the, talking the about personality and you no, 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 no I'm I'm not... disrespect, but you not the top I dog. am not a golden
1: eagle. <laughs> you are definitely not an I'm animal.
0: on about if I could pick an animal. If you could pick an I animal. I wouldn't want to pick an animal that's going to be prey. Okay. You'd want to pick. You don't want to be attacked, pig. Yeah, anything. I was
1: just about to say. I was going to say that I'd be a pig, but then I'd be um... <laughs> <laughs> a pig.
0: But my point was was that nobody. We were saying nobody picks like I'd a tortoise a or anything, pig. right?
1: <laughs> because people love them as pets. All
0: right. <laughs> so you'd want to be a micro pig if you could pick any animal in the animal kingdom. No, you'd pick do
1: you know micro what? Pig. Do you know what? I'd be a dog. Classic.
0: Classic. Any a sort classic. of dog.
1: Well, I'm thinking more my personality. Right. Um. Well, what? Well, well, what animal would you? What personality wise? What animal would you play? Like, what I would still say I'm a dog. What would you be? Yeah. What would you? Personality wise, I'd still say animal wise, I'd be a dog. A sloth. Brilliant. What? Well, <laughs> in a car, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think with regards, why would I be a dog? Mm. I like the comforts of my family. Right. I like being looked after. Yeah. Uh, I'm and dependent. you like <laughs> to
0: smell other people's bottoms? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I do that regularly with my friends, to be honest. <laughs> um, oh my life. Well, no, not dogs. Quite. A good one. I feel like I'd, being a dog, I'd be a dog. Yeah. I being think I'd a dog. be a dog. I Imagine like being that. stroked. <laughs> 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 can I? Can oh I just my say word. this has gone weird? I don't. But... I know, but <laughs> oh no, I'm not going to say what Yeah, I'm, gonna say. I
0: think maybe just maybe just start. stop that. I
1: was going to. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So, but, no, where How did we get onto animals? You you um, brought it
1: up. Surprise, surprise.
0: Tortoises.
1: Torto- oh, oh yeah. About being about no. My point
0: was was that people you saying you'd, you'd never be a people never pick the tortoise because oh. they're like so, but tortoise in the hair. The tortoise wins the race. That was my the, point. W-
1: are they wise?
0: Tortoises.
1: Yeah, but I, I don't they think are, they can they, really express. They can their get twigs and stuff <laughs> to <electrical> hibernate.
0: <laughs> I think if you were picking a wise animal, you'd pick something like an owl. No, everyone, everyone says that. I think a probably something owl. like a dolphin. I think dolphins are supposed to be like they also, super intelligent. They also, um, and border collars
1: get jiggy, don't they? Dolphins.
0: I think most animals do. Otherwise, they they won't be there anymore. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> anyway, um, so we've done we've done some ca- cycling. Yeah. What else have we done? We've been some we went been to our last... nephew's birthday parties. Uh,
1: we went um, to a, I think we've been to a million children's We've been to about
0: 1000 children's birthday but parties been all in the
1: last been week. They've been fantastic. We went for, so last Sunday we went from a fairy party yeah. to a football party. To a party. football party. All on the same day. Um, and my mom was all over the place. Yeah. Um it, both were fantastic. Our other nephew had a lovely birthday that was just outdoors in our local park. Yeah. Um that was lovely. Um Yeah, we just, just, what else have we done? It's been crazy times. We've just been busy getting back into the swing Mm. of work, I think. And like I say, we've just been doing a lot of this. But, I mean, before we, when did we go for a walk with your mum?
0: Oh, that was uh, bank holiday weekend.
1: That was nice. So I think, I think, we were were at your mum and dad's last night and I was saying... What I've realized with doing, and to anybody, like, saying that, everyone's different, but to anybody going through the adoption process and are like, whoa, our head is going to explode. Mm -hmm. I think I need a fresh air. I just, because I said yesterday, I was like, I just want to be outdoors. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am someone that would happily sit in front of a TV and watch a film or Mm -hmm. whatever. But actually, I think going for the walk with your your mum the other week and going... Um, cycling the other day, like, oh, just need that breather. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So, any yeah. I mean, so any ideas for other people, go wild.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what we want to talk about in today's episode is the first half of the training modules that we did, mm-hmm. and then we'll do the next episode as being the second half of that.
1: Yep, yep. sorry, I was in a DJ room there. That's yep.
0: absolutely fine, I'm used to that. So <laughs> let's dive in. So let's talk about training. Do you know what, actually? I'm going to start with this. With So someone asked us a question. Right. Before, uh, obviously, before doing this episode. And the question was, does the training involve practical skills like changing a nappy, like oh, doing okay. bath time, like doing um, how to put a buggy in a car, or is it other stuff? So hopefully that question will be answered in these next two episodes. Yeah. So we're going to focus today on... Uh, there's eight training modules that we had to complete as part of our local authority sort of yeah. training modules. So we're going to look at modules one to four today and then five to eight mm. in the next episode.
1: And also what I've learned and discovered through talking to different people is the fact that every agency does training differently. So I've spoke to people from uh, different places where... They are still doing their three intense working like days um where they meet in person, whereas the local authority we're with do it in three weeks at home, mm-hmm. so you might be listening to this thinking, "Oh, this is exactly what we will be doing It depends on where you yeah. are, like um yeah every every it sounds like every um situation' is different, so mm-hmm. just putting your head like just it out there yeah, so this is just again what we went through
0: Mm -hmm. okay so uh let's just outline what the four modules were so the first module was about what is adoption yeah what is adoption yep the second module was uh the children yeah the third module was the process and the fourth module was about children's development and attachment yep so why don't we talk about the first one first so what is adoption so what was covered on that what sort of things were we taught
1: we were taught um I mean, the thing that I remember mostly about the first um, workshop was um, the fact that we spoke about or we looked at attachment. Mm -hmm. Um, And it felt like this is something that I've done a lot of training on already. Previously, because of my my master's, we did loads to do with attachment um, at uni. Um, So it's something I kind of felt comfortable with, but it was quite... It was quite nice because I've not used my uni course since yeah. finishing, but it was really nice to actually start applying my learning, which will will come into practice if that makes sense. That mm. I'm actually doing something with what I've learned already. But um, with attachment, um, you have um, different um, different types of attachment. So everybody will have uh, like you listening, you right there. Uh, you will have your own style of attachment so there's secure attachment there's insecure attachment um and there's dis. what was it disorganized Disorganized, attachment with regards to our training um they focused mainly on um secure and insecure but within the insecure they had like branches of avoidant and ambiguous so um like for example um i Uh, In the past, I've done a lot on myself um, at uni and I would say, I don't know why, but I'd say that I'd have a secure attachment, but I'd have an element of, I'd probably say insecure, but the ambiguous, but Mm -hmm. I don't know why because I'm just, I I think there's some elements where maybe it's not ambiguous. I don't know, but I've got an element of insecure attachment, I would say, Mm -hmm. Um, but with regards to, um, uh, to to adoption. Um, obviously, we the children, um, who mainly come into care, um, and the child that, well, baby K, Nougat um,
0: <laughs> not <yeah>. that again.
1: <laughs> oh, another friend the other day messaged oh, yeah. up. the other day a friend the other day uh, messaged and was like, "I'm pretty sure." So the friend that called Nougat I would say, is my posh friend, and. <laughs> this other friend that that um, that messaged uh, messaged me the other day thought that nougat was Nugget, so I think that says it all. Really, um, baby Nugget, baby. Du- yeah, so she's calling him baby Nugget, mm. but uh, just banter, really. Just top banter, top, top banter with Nugget. But yeah. um, <laughs> I'm not going to say what Nuggets are reminding me of right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway back to attachment um so yeah so because the children in care will have had um challenges in their early life um a lot of the time they won't have a secure attachment even if i i'd say even i mean we are no by means researchers on this this is just through our reading but um I wonder if even if a child was given up for adoption through choice mm-hmm. um, as the parents, it was th- through their choice, um, whether or not the child would still have an insecure attachment because um, something that I've been reading in a book called
0: Primal Wound,
1: Primal, you know more than I do and I'm reading the book,
0: you know Primal
1: Wound, um, it talks heavily at the beginning about the birth and I say heavily that sounded like as being negative. It, in a good way yeah. in a good way, um it talks a lot about the birth mother and baby um attachment and relationship, and what I found fascinating is the fact that even from birth, mm-hmm. if the baby is taken away from the mother, even to be put into an incubator yeah um or to be taken into care and given to a foster a foster mum mm-hmm. um. They know it's not their mum. Yeah. Um, through sensors, through the fact that it doesn't smell like them. I'm assuming it's all to do with the milk and everything, like the sound, yeah. everything, they will know that the next best thing for them is not their yeah. real mum, which um or birth mum, sorry. Um, which I found fascinating. Mm. So I think in all cases this is my personal opinion, but in all cases, there's going to be an element of insecure yeah. attachment, if not the severity of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, some
0: people, I think, are under the impression that, and I probably was to a degree, that, oh, if you have a child from birth, yeah. they're not going to have those, oh, those problems life, with attachment. No. But they might be different in terms of the degrees of attachment difficulty, yeah. but there's a chance, there's a likelihood, given everything that we now know, that... They probably will still have difficulties with attachment, and even if you had them from birth,
1: absolutely. And and in especially, I'm sure loads of books and re- research show it. But um, it's a lot to do with obviously being separated from their mum. Yeah. But also, it's the the, the identity in the future. Mm. So it, they talk a lot about that in the future. It's something where they might come across as like being really well behaved but actually inside there's a lot stewing that they don't dare show or don't dare reveal because they feel that if they show that they're at fault and they're wrong for feeling those feelings so they might just act like everything's okay when actually they're hurting inside the grieving Mm -hmm. inside um likewise they might go the other way and just express how they're feeling and actually might have complications in the future because the lack of identity that they're missing there. They'll be missing their birth mum, even though they, they might know that the situation, well, they will know the situation they've come from, but at the end of the day, it's still their birth mum. Yeah. Which as an adoptive mother to be is, has been a challenge reading because, um, and I'm not through the book yet and I'm starting to read about the adoption mother and baby relationship but it it's a lot to take in the fact that yeah I, I will be second best in a way i suppose i don't know maybe that's a yeah. way of saying it i know what you mean though like um, that you could feel like that i could yeah, yeah i could be to the child well not their primal
0: yeah you you're never going to be that
1: yeah which i kind of obviously knew that but yeah. when you think about think about it it's like wow that mm. that is hard that's mm. but I think the beauty of reading like this is the fact that I'm becoming more and more aware of it mm-hmm. and I, I'm i not going to get it right. I know I'm not going to get it perfectly all the time, but all I want to do is my best for my child to understand and listen mm-hmm. to their needs, to their cries out for knowing where they come from. And do you know what I mean? All things yeah. like that. But anyway, I'm, I'm talking a lot.
0: I think... Something I just add to the attachment bit is they so we got shown a video of so what was that experiment called? Strange situation. The strange situation, which some people that are listening might have heard of this before. Um, And if you've not, then I definitely recommend that you YouTube it. Oh my goodness, yeah. Basically, they had a a, one of the examples was a a child who had a really secure attachment. Yeah. And what they do is they the child and their mum will go into a room Mm -hmm. and The child will play with toys, but the mum won't interact with them. So they won't physically play with them. They'll just sit there. Um, And then after sort of five minutes or so, a stranger will come into the room and just sit and read a book or read a magazine, not interact with the child at all. Yeah. And then that stranger will then interact with the child and start playing with them. Yeah. At which point the mum will leave the room. Yeah. And you can see with the child who's got a secure attachment that they're a bit like, Oh, that's a bit weird. Like, why have they left? And they don't really do anything differently. Um, but then they—you can see them start to get a little bit distressed, distressed and a little bit on edge because their mum's just walked out. Yeah. Um. And then as soon as the mum comes back into the room again, they're just ha- they're happy playing again. Yeah. They, they don't show any sort of adverse behaviour or anything necessarily. Yeah. And then they showed it with a child who had attachment difficulties. Yeah. And when the the mum left the room, that child then started to revert back to some of their old behaviours that they would do when they weren't getting yeah. the attention that they needed. And you could see them starting... And then when the mum came back into the room, instead of them just calming down straight away, they, be- they took a long time to settle. They yeah. they were sort of almost avoidant of the mum because they'd, that attachment had been broken almost. Really interesting, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, um, I think what helped us is... Um, I'd watched, uh, it was on YouTube and highly recommend watching it to any, to anyone who's a parent. It's not for adoption, it's all to do with attachment and it's called, um, help me love my baby. And on that, there's a woman who had postnatal depression and, um, so she, she had a, she had a little girl and then had a baby and yeah, had postnatal, postnatal depression and she really struggled to connect with her baby, and so she goes to she goes to therapy and the therapy's a year long and um I think it's at the Freudian center somewhere mm, like that um like that. in london and um yeah it's all to do with their journey um building attachment and I mean the therapist is fantastic mm. um but yeah you like especially in the early days, you see the mum. well the mum's very and give her credit. Like she's so open and honest about it. Like she, she struggles to, she, she doesn't, she, she hates them. She hates them. But at the same time, she says, I know that I must love them because I show them the base. Yeah. I I
0: do the things that I have to do.
1: Yeah. Like to, that that she'll feed her. She'll this and that. So in that sense, she loves her, but she doesn't love her because she resents her. She doesn't Mm -hmm. want to be around her. And um, this this is shown in the fact that the baby's li- uh, left. Um, I think she's left to lie in a cot a lot and mm. doesn't get the, the um, like eye contact of a mum, doesn't get the playfulness yeah. of a mum and stuff like that. Um, and so through the journey of um, therapy, use um, and when they do the strange situation with this little girl when she's a bit older mm. in that year. She, she, um, goes back to the, she like, um, goes, she freezes, doesn't she? But lies on the and floor. Lies on the floor, like yeah. Like you say, goes back to her whole weight of lying down because that's what she used to yeah. do. Um, and I mean, it's really sad because you see the mum gutted because she's like, oh, she's still not
0: built that, attachment. built that
1: attachment. But then the therapist was like, no, this is huge. It's this progress. is huge because she wants, she's crying. She's so distressed. Because, because she wants you, she wants you. Mm. So I highly recommend that to mm-hmm. anybody who's a parent, mm-hmm. or even if you're not a parent, like and you're f- you find it interesting. Yeah,
0: it's still interesting. It's yeah.
1: really interesting um, to see, and it just makes opens your eyes to attachment. I think that's yeah, it. I think it's a good example of opening your eyes to attachment. Um, I think attachment really yeah, um, is. So, is really interesting. Yeah, it is. It is really interesting. Um, yeah, I think with regards to the the first um training. That was our main kind of source. Um, mm-hmm. but they talked about a secure base model. I don't know if you want to talk about the secure base model. I can't really
0: I, I can't really remember exactly what it is, other than the fact then. that what well, <laughs> I remember that it's Mr. basically I can't, can't remember. <laughs> He's failed the training. I remember <laughs> yeah, that well, it's the have. um it's all to do with the fact that like so one of the exercises that we had to do was that we had to we had to ask each other, can you remember? where your first holiday was, can you remember, um, like have you got any photos of you as a child? Can you remember Mm. like uh where you first went on a school trip or stuff like that. And it was some of the things we could remember and then other things we're like, oh I can't exactly remember so we had to ask our parents. And the whole point is that when you're growing up, you have what's called this secure base, which is
1: I think it's three things, isn't so it? It's, Just remind me. Um, so the secure base is the child's... It's a cycle. A cycle, yeah. So the child's needs and behaviours. Mm-hmm. Um, caregivers thinking and feeling. Caregiving behaviour, child's thinking and feelings. Yeah,
0: so the whole point is that you you have a need as a child. Yeah. So I'm hungry.
1: That's Your
0: caregiver then acknowledges that you're hungry. So thinking they thinking and They feed feeling. you and then you go, I feel better now. Yeah. And, and over time, all of those things get reinforced yeah. so that you acknowledge that you're, whoever your caregiver is, as you're growing up, whether that be your parents or guardians or whoever, mm. that becomes your secure base. Yeah. And the whole point is that when life gets harder and things get difficult, that you, you always know that you've got a secure base mm. because of your experiences as a child. But I, for these children, yeah. being moved from one place to another and struggling to develop those attachments and having their needs met means that they struggle to develop a secure base. So they just feel like they're sort of untethered. That was one of the words they used, wasn't it? Untethered. I
1: think a nice image that I think really helped, and I think we'll go on to talk about it in one of, I think it might be episode, episode? No, workshop four, which we'll talk about on this episode, um, is the secure, well, attachment wall. And so if you think about... um, I mean, maybe we could find a photo and put it on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but um, if you think about like uh, a brick wall and um, a secure one, will have all the bricks there. So, for example, um, I've written it down somewhere, but obviously, the, the obvious ones are like feeding, eye contact, nurturing, love,
0: play, play. Yeah.
1: I, and obviously, as you get older and the development, yeah, your needs obviously change, and but your 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 caregiver is meeting them needs whereas um if you think about a damaged attachment Mm -hmm. um bricks are missing yeah so like for example in the womb um they might not have had um but they might they've just been neglected in a sense Mm -hmm. because the, the the parent might have been um have, like using drugs or alcohol, mm-hmm. so obviously health wise, yeah, that's that piece is missing. So basically, my point is is you can see this image of the wall, and yeah. so each child, including ourselves, we our, our whole sense of attachment and sense of self is built on, yeah, an yeah. a, 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 a attachment wall, and with all our pieces, whether they're there or not, we're all created and we're all formed and developed because of the way we've been brought up, yeah, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which I just it's find... Like a foundation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, which is really fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say that answers mm-hmm. um, the first workshop. Yep. We then went on to, which I'm not sure how much we can say about this next one. Um, yeah, the children, yeah. It just, I'll let you, you're probably better I suppose
0: I at... suppose we'll, we'll just talk about this briefly, but the point of this workshop was just to give us an idea of what sort of children are in the care system, mm-hmm. And how it will look when we come to the point of matching and yep. what children's profiles will look like, how much information you have on them. Yeah. And then we had to sort of just do a, an exercise where we both individually went through, I think it was like eight or 10 uh, children's profiles. And then we had to almost pick one or two, which would have been the one that yep. if we were to pick one to adopt, which one would it be? And you had mm. to see, you had to then compare, well, I've picked this one because of this reason. I'd like to know more about this child or... That, that was mainly it, wasn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, some of it was maybe a little bit uh, oh. stuff that we can't really discuss exactly on here. Um, but yeah, that was still... It was really interesting. And mm. it made you think, oh, yeah, actually, to the matching process is going to be a really, really difficult time. Um, yeah. So I think it just opened our eyes to that. Even,
1: even to the point where we both have different views. Yeah. So like... We so both of, picked we both some picked different...
0: similar and some different, didn't we?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think... Yeah, I mean, our the the our choices are like the choices that because it said pick a child mm-hmm. that you want to talk about or write about in your ref- reflection. We both picked differently. Yeah. But then we agreed on like one um out of the two. Um so that and it just makes you, it makes you mindful of the fact yeah. that you you really have to Yeah. No. And actually it makes you think about the the role of the children social worker and the family social worker, mm-hmm. like, gosh, yeah, that must be a job because they they it's it's they are responsible for making sure that because and this is something that because we had a training um social worker and I think she said it quite a lot um but she has to and one of the things she kept saying was this is child centered so in a sense. It's not about our needs, it's about the children's yeah, needs. Yeah, what was
0: one of the things that she kept saying? She said something like, we're here, we're here to find families for children, not children for families. Yeah. And it's like that idea that the whole point, the whole overriding thing of adoption is the children. Yeah. It shouldn't be that the, anyone in the, the process is trying to find the right child for a family it's you're trying to find the right family for this child Which I because think, they're the most important part of it i think and i loved that i loved that we're, I we're think trying it, to find families for children i think it challenged me
1: in a sense because mm. i think even even up to that point and maybe even now it's something that i really need to challenge myself on is the fact that you do i mean sorry if i'm on my own here and then i'm a terrible person but there, you do naturally think oh well obviously there's a bit of me that's important in this and they're like no yeah like what about my needs and they're like yeah, no, yeah. no 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 yeah. it's what's it so for example when we go to match we might there might be four other couples or f- a single parent do you know what i mean mm-hmm. there might be four other people um going for this one child yeah and so and he's it's not about us yeah, it's, it's about what's right for them yeah so yeah. I don't really think we should go too much more no, into that, no. but fascinating. Yeah.
0: Shall we just have a little break now and then we'll yep. go on to the final two modules. Yo, yo. Okay, so we're going to be looking at module three, which is the process. So tell us a little bit about that, Mrs. Kane.
1: Um, just reading. I'm. Ooh, the process. Well, I don't really know because I think it's stuff that we've already spoke about. I can't really remember.
0: I think the process part was so we were given uh, like a a sort of a timeline. Wait
1: one sec, Mrs. K can't remember. Yeah,
0: you've also failed the training. (laughs) I think you were basically given a timeline of how long things would roughly take and what th- what things happen yeah. in each part. Yeah, um, I was quite them. amazed, actually, at how much happens after you finish stage two. The, so, like, up, the matching the, yeah. bit was like, whoa. Um, what was it like? But we t- like, whoa. <laughs> but we talked a lot about attachment again and how... Um, things are running through I the think, team. But the, the whole point of this, I think, was how the fact that these children get moved so much or mm. p- they have the potential that they could get moved so much before we even meet them how that impacts on their attachment and also how the process of adoption impacts on a child's attachment. So moving from foster family to foster family, meeting lots and lots of new people, social workers, adults, potentially the children in foster homes, Like how all of these things impacts their attachment before we've even met them. I think that was the overriding message of that. I'm just
1: looking at what, I mean, I am the world's biggest note taker. um, And... I mean, I, I don't know if you can remember the exercise, but they got us to write down the needs. So we had to think about the needs of a child mm-hmm. and then what adults can help with them.
0: Yeah. And so... Oh, yeah, yeah. So
1: things like... we ha- So I don't know. I can't remember. I'm assuming we got things right. But um, we put things down like behavioral needs um, could be met by like things like teachers and therapists. And I think it was making you think about... I don't really... I can't remember... There obviously was a link to the process, but I think it then made you think about after mm-hmm. you've been matched and the fact that there's a whole network of people yeah. that are there to support you. So like, um, teachers, therapists, GPs, SEN, um, CAMs, social workers. Do you know what I mean? It's, there's so much support out there, Yeah. which is quite comforting actually, mm-hmm. um, because I must admit I think I've, I've definitely spoke about the book before but um I'm just looking for it because I forget it every time the one about flower pots um yep. where the about the adoption breakdown uh my dog eats Flour. Something, something like something, that yeah. yeah um and I must admit it because <laughs> you have to put feedback every time you uh, do a workshop and I th- think i was scarred by that book and every time I put it was like i want to make sure they've got we've got support, support yeah. afterwards um and i was reassured because we you heard from a woman who's um adopted uh using our local authority like in a video and she was talking about the support afterwards it's yeah, been amazing right, and yeah. um, because she'd had she i think she was a single parent um and
0: single parents alone together wonderful
1: <laughs> do you know what what this, a film I, now you've you've started this now so i'm gonna get <laughs> dis- distracted again you know earlier when you were talking about something to do with um, can i just
0: say if for people out there who are listening and think what on earth are they going on about it's from a battle boy
1: hanging
0: around <laughs> And they go to the single parents group called SPAT.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Single I'm s- parents are alone together. I'm sorry, together. You just, like, <laughs> there's us being faith-based. Now you've done it. It's one of our favourite films. But shake your Shake your Show me what were you were <laughs> If anyone wants to now clip, uh, Google that clip, YouTube that clip. Oh, mate, what a guy. What's um, his name? Sorry to all my Christian friends out there. What's his name with uh,
0: the little lad in it?
1: Oh, it's Nicholas.
0: It's Nicholas Holt.
1: What's his name in the film? Oh, I can't remember now. But it's a fantastic film. It's a
0: great film. When, I... he, when he kills the duck with the bread.
1: Oh, oh. man. It's so good. It's so good. But also, you said something earlier about... Um... Like the fact that children and like having things taken away from them, being moved, this and that, yeah. it made me think about the um, episode of Keenan and Kel when Keenan can't find any photos of when he was. Oh, oh. Uh, did, you, did you ever watch? Kenan I and Kel? I did, but I
0: can't I remember, remember that it that one. specifically. So they
1: have a flood. I think I think they have a flood, and <laughs> they have a flood, and so their their attic, because they're American, is all ruined. So they're trying to get all the photos and stuff down, and Keenan can't find. Any um, right. his like photos, um and it's, it's, there's loads of his little sister. But Keenan's like, w- "Where are the photos of me?" And just just maybe... wasn't there a
0: Drake and Josh episode that was like that? Oh, Drake. Maybe we not.
1: Were, now we're talking about cracking Megan. I mean, talk about <laughs> blooming burners. What? <laughs> we're going forward in the world, like Drake oh, Megan. God. Megan, your sister does the best impression. <laughs> yeah. um, Mrs. K, sister, if you're if you're listening,
0: we'll we'll get a voice note of of uh, my sister doing that. <laughs> Megan. Impressive, Shall we? Yeah. Oh my days! We actually
1: should. Oh, please. anyway,
0: <laughs> let's get back to the the meet and drink. I of can't this remember
1: chat. what I said. What was I talking about? We we're on about
0: the process, and we we're on about. Um, I'm so
1: sorry, I digressed.
0: Uh, it- single parents. <laughs> single parents. Oh that yeah, that lady in the video being a single parent.
1: L- L- <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, this sums us up in one. does not it? Um. And. It was just, it was just reassuring the fact that she talked about the fact that she had difficulties building attachment and she got loads of support. Mm-hmm. So that basically, yeah. we digressed massively there. Oh yeah, yeah. it was a nice but, digression. Uh, it was fantastic and I hope everyone enjoyed our impressions, yeah. but it was just reassuring to know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say not really much more. We spoke yeah. about the process and I think a lot yeah. of what, I think that's why I've not written many mo- notes down on this one. It's stuff that we... Yeah already had looked into so um
0: so let's talk about uh module four then which was children's development and attachment so we've already spoken quite a lot about attachment Mm -hmm. so was there anything else that you want to particularly mention of this bit uh uh,
1: so children's development so they talk about physical intellectual language um emotional and social um they're just my notes (laughs) yeah um and it was just all to do, I suppose it's linking it a lot of it was to do with the um attachment wall mm-hmm. and um if a child obviously has the foundations, they're yeah. likely to have a secure attachment, whereas if pieces are missing bricks are missing, mm-hmm. that's where and, and they called they called it damaged attachment yeah that's when um obviously you might find developmental problems in the future Mm. or they might just be behind developmentally um they might um have sensory uh uh, what do they call it sensory attachment Uh, like disturbances or something yeah
0: i think the thing that i learned a lot from this one was the fact that i suppose we all have in our heads oh this child is now three years old so they should be able to do this this child's five so they should be able to do this and what they were basically saying was for some children they they might be physically like four years old, Mm. but developmentally, they might only be at the stage of like a two-year-old. Yeah. So one of the things they were saying was, it's important that you meet the children's needs, whatever they are, at whatever age they're at. So for example, if a child was, one of the examples they gave was, if a child was struggling to get dressed, but they were at an age where you think, well, they should be able to get dressed. Instead of just being like, come on, get dressed, what are you playing at sort of thing? Mm. You would help them to get dressed but then try and encourage them to do something on their own or try and gradually build it up so that they can start doing it on their own but instead of just trying to get them to do it on their own straight away meeting that need initially so that they don't feel oh i can't do it and this is upsetting me yeah you're helping them so you're being their caregiver and you're meeting their need Mm. and then over time you can start to encourage their development in that area but yeah I think that's really important to try and explain is that not all children will be at the the development age of their physical age.
1: Yeah, and uh, just um, an activity we did just linked to the question that somebody asked. You know how you read the question out earlier Mm -hmm. about do you learn about the practical side of things? Well, in the training, no, you Mm -hmm. don't. Um, That's something that our social worker just encouraged us because... We have, we, I mean, as part of our workbook, which I think we'll probably do another episode on anyway, like stage one workbook yeah. or, or stage one in general, whatever. Um, and in the workbook, you have to talk about your childcare experiences. And um, when we were talking, I mean, we've, we have got, not to, like, I'm not to, like, oh, we've got loads, but we've worked a lot with children and teenagers. Mm-hmm. We just haven't, um, well, I didn't think we had spent that much time with, infants and they're obviously the age that yeah we really want. Um so we were just really uh, encouraged and advised to spend more time with our nephews and our friends' children, which um I think we've really took advantage of. And um we any opportunity we have, like we spent we had a really nice day with your sister and nephew where your sister was an absolute legend yeah. and just went through everything with us like we spent the whole afternoon with them through lunchtime mm-hmm. dinner time bath time and bedtime um and um yeah we I, I felt i felt like i came away from that i bet you'll love this but um i came away from that, and i felt like i'd learned loads yeah, yeah genuinely totally, yeah. felt like yeah. i learned loads and your sister's really encouraging as well. And mm. to be honest, she's well excited for this, isn't she? Yeah, like yeah. So she's really keen to get involved. So uh, we've been able to do things like that with our nephew. And likewise with our other nephew, um, my mum looks after him quite a lot. So I go around and like, <laughs> I literally was like, um, well, since starting this like, stage one, um, I've, I've changed number one nappies. But I've not changed number two um because mm. it freaks me out. And then as soon as we started stage one, um I felt like it's gotta happen. Now it's the time. Um and so um I've started, you know, changing number two nappies right. and I'm brave. I'm a brave, I'm yeah. a brave warrior. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I told my nephew, you stink. But <laughs> we got through it together. <laughs> That's
0: definitely on an a Drake and Josh episode. When we have to look after that baby. And they have to change his nappy. But yeah, um, it is. Yeah, I, yeah, I think the, we've, the whole... Yeah, we've,
1: So we've not... So yeah, practically, we weren't taught how to bring up a baby. No. But I think through... Even... I think I know the person that asked the question, but even they got... Is it they've got two kids? Yeah, yeah. Totally, the birthday yeah. parties that we've been to? One of them, yeah. One of them. One of them. We've been two, to two of them. them. I've been to two of them. You've been to I, one Yeah, one of them. I miss one. Um, so but even like we spent a lot of time with them. Yeah. And whether they realised it or not, we've learnt loads yeah. through... <laughs> I'm not, it's not them. I've, we've learned those through them, and they've been really helpful and encouraging. Um, I'm just like, laughing at another friend now. Um, but they've been really encouraging of helping us understand more practically things. But <laughs> talk about throwing us in the deep end. We've got our other friends um, who've got a little girl. Um, I don't know how she's, she's over months? one. Eight. I, I say, they're, they're, any, anyone, that's, anyone that's over one, I say months. 18 months. Yeah. I mean, we we had to look after it, <laughs> didn't we? Oh yeah. Because both both um our friends were busy doing serving in different ways, yeah. and so we we were looking after uh, their baby. And by golly goodness,
0: she was crawling around she, all over the place, or well, walking around all over the place. She
1: yeah, she was. I mean, uh, it was funny because um, eating everything. She oh, she is she was, an eater. Yeah, she was getting so through those nice So our other friends were really organised and had a lunchbox for their kids uh, for, like, snacks and stuff like that. And, bless the three-year-old, was very happy for this uh, this 18-month-old to eat their snacks and stuff like that. The following week, I, w- <laughs> I watched, and the 18-month-old was eating raisins. Well, the three-year-old went up to... <laughs> <laughs> did you see this yeah, yeah. the three year old went up to like ask to share it and the 18 month old literally put her hand on his chest and went no and like pushed him away and I was like you beast you actual <laughs> yeah. beast what is this
0: thing as well with with children having snacks it's but, like I'm, did we did we have snacks when we were little I, it's seemingly children have just endless snacks please now. please tell me just but, like, anyone
1: snacks. anyone want to let us know for, so for, for developmental uh, for yeah. development and training and practical purposes, why do children need snacks? Is it because they're hungry or is it to distract them? Yeah, I
0: was going to say, is it just to, st- <laughs> to shut them up? Because it feels like I children think, are eating constantly.
1: I think for the 18 month year old, it's definitely to shut them up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it definitely shuts her up because at one point she had nearly a full cob in her mouth. <laughs> she, she could barely open her mouth.
1: Although she's obsessed with you and it makes well, me so mad. You know, who's when you're not? there, she literally wants nothing to do with me yeah. until. Till the napping is changing. changing. Oh, I was doing that part, wasn't I? But to be fair, she was very good. And her other friends helped me with it. So basically, I digress. But what I was getting to sorry, guys, I love digressing in this episode. But the practical side of things, I think family and friends have really helped. And I didn't realize until we had to do a quiz Mm -hmm. on development. Can you remember it? Nope. You can't remember the development? There was 13, um, 13 questions. Oh, to, yep, yep, yep. So where we to, thought that. Yeah. Yep. So you had to think about. So we had different questions, and it was all to do with different stages. Um, it was like, like it was up to when like a,
0: when a child's able to, uh, like make a decision on their own, or when like they can bond with children, interact with other yeah. children, and what age do you think they do that.
1: And we got for saying we haven't got a child. We did. Ri- we we got, got quite a few right, didn't we? Uh, we got three wrong. So my math isn't great. Three what? out of three. No, three out of three. That would be uh, terrible.
0: Three out of 13.
1: No, we got three wrong out of 13. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what I mean, Nine? Yeah. No. 10, 13?
0: 10? <laughs> ten. 10. right. I've just embarrassed myself. We got myself. 10 right out of 13.
1: If my teacher's watching, my math is better than that, I promise.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And it just, uh, I think that's really helped. Mm-hmm.
0: So Yeah cool well that's sort of been the first four modules so i think next time around we're going to look at the final four and up until that point yep we'll uh (laughs) we'll let you all go and enjoy watching some drake and josh
1: (laughs) 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 awesome
0: bye Thank you for listening to another episode of Finding Our Feet, the Adoption Journal. If you'd like to know more about our journey to adoption, then you can follow us on Instagram at finding.our.feet underscore, or you can email us at findingourfeet.adoptionjournal at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you for any feedback, any questions, or just to have a general chat. Thanks.